Welcome to our Arnie's birthday Zoom. And I, you know, these things are always a privilege for me because I get to share somebody's big day with them. And Tim Newton is his big day. It's every day's a big day when you're 63. And I had a 64th here a few days ago, so it's all good. And happy, uh, happy birthday to you. <laughs> yes, thank you. I, I got your wonderful wishes from uh, your, your women's game at Dayton and uh, and a win for the Boilermakers. But Tim needs no introduction, and I'm privileged to spend at least six or seven Saturdays uh, sitting next to watching him work his magic with Purdue football. And I listen to him often on Purdue women's basketball. But happy birthday, my friend. And uh, uh, all days are good. And this is, this is a good day well it won't surprise you alan the first person i heard from this morning was pete quinn yes he's, he's super number. excited <laughs> that, that i've turned his number now so yes yeah, yeah. so it, it will be the year of quinn it's all but every year is the year of quinn. every year is the year of quinn no question all right so i always ask the question about birthday traditions you grew up in the buffalo new york area which is god's country at least even in the carpet family um what were the traditions in your family? I mean, you were probably something around sports, I'm guessing, but I don't know. Tell me what. Well, what's going this on. is going to sound like a bitter childhood memory, Alan, but my 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 memories of birthdays in years past were birthday parties canceled by blizzards. Ah, there you <laughs> because it, it happened at least two or three times growing up where you had all your friends ready to come over. And all of a sudden we would get one of those. Uh, lake effect snowstorms and uh one by one everybody would have to cancel and so um that that that's kind of sad but that's that's the first thing i think of when i think way <laughs> back in my childhood uh my 21st birthday i spent at the i don't know what it's called now it was the rosemont horizon at the yeah. time uh purdue played depaul this would have been back in 1981 and i yeah. was about ready to graduate i was a couple of weeks before i graduated and uh, Purdue, and you remember DePaul had Mark Aguirre and they had a great oh, yeah. team back then. And they beat Purdue. Uh, it was Gene Cady's second season, I believe. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, second season. And um, but I had my <laughs> had my first legal beer that night. Ah. I'm going to emphasize the word underscore the word legal. <laughs> The Paul basketball, and that was they had Teddy Grubbs and Terry. I don't know if Terry yeah. Cummings was on that team, and it was a thing back in the days. With oh the, yeah, and that was kind of getting closer to the tail end of that. But yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. I, I was and there. the other reason I was up in Chicago, our friends, our, the group of friends I was in, had a habit of kidnapping. I guess we'll use that word lightly. People on their twenty-first birthday and throwing them into the Wabash River. Ah. Uh, and first of all, I'm not a good swimmer. Ah. Second of all, it is December, and I had no intention of being thrown in the Wabash River. So I thought, if I'm in Chicago, they can't get me, and they didn't get. Good, me. You know, there there was a group in in I think in fraternity life that tried to do that stuff, and a that's dangerous as hell. And I have lived next to the Wabash Liver Liver River for most of my life, and I don't ever want to swim in the in no. in, J, in in july i don't want to swim. No, no no nothing against the wabash but just no. don't want to do it so good that was a good strategic move yes uh, it's great in song not so great if you're in it that is right that is correct uh the, the wabash river makes me shiver or whatever whatever however that goes all right so uh your day jobs uh just finished a football season uh yep. Uh, an interesting one, and maybe not going exactly. It never does, for one thing. I mean, even no matter what, even if you go, if you go twelve and zero, it doesn't go. It doesn't go how you power. Ask Florida State. What? Yeah, ask Florida State. State. 
Field which three. I mean, we could spend a whole thing. I think that is an absolute travesty that Florida yeah. State's not in the college football playoff. I, I thought I thought this whole thing was based on what you did in the regular season. Clearly, that's not the case. Well, it's so interesting. It's all about the quarterback being injured. Well, the last time I looked, though, defense is part of football, right? Oh, yeah. I think their defense is pretty good. I think Jeff oh, yeah. will tell you their they, defense they certainly is pretty helped. good. They held down the fighting Jeff Brahms uh, and then yeah. some. And, and Apparently, it is somewhere in the college football playoff Bible that thou shalt have an SEC team. Yeah, <laughs> college football playoffs. So, but again, uh-huh. that that that's a whole other topic. Yeah, no. Yeah, question. the, the season. But, this, you know, the season yeah. for Purdue was um, it was up and down. I think that the fact that we're not playing in December was really decided back in September, yeah. because you had those early games, especially Fresno State and Syracuse. Those are games that if you're going to play in postseason play this year, you had to win those two games, uh, or you had to steal some. And I thought they had a chance to steal a win at Nebraska and didn't. They had a chance to steal a win at Iowa and didn't. But I thought it was. I thought the defense got better as the season went on. I think they got accustomed to the scheme that that Ryan Walters wants to run. I think you had three guys back there, all of whom were deserving of of probably more All Big Ten recognition than they got in, in Nick Scort and Kadri Jenkins and, and Dylan Thieneman. Um, But I think now that the question is, you know, first of all, bringing those guys back, which it, it's looking more and more like that's going to happen. Now, can you surround them with other players like them? And then on the offensive side, it seemed like they got an identity late in the year, at least to, that they were able to run the football a little bit. Can that continue? Is Hudson Card going to be healthy going into 2024? And more importantly, who's he going to throw the football to? Because yeah. right now that receiver room is pretty empty. Empty. Yeah, yeah. it uh, it's pretty amazing. And and I think even from an announcement, and you're so good at what you do, I it took me – I'm not sure I could still, if I had to be pressed with bamboo shoots under my fingernails, that I could name the entire Purdue starting lineup because just because of the nature of this, you know, world we're living in, where, you know, and Purdue is certainly going to have, I don't know, 15, 18 new players, of which mm-hmm. many of them will be in the two deeps, one would think next year. So you have no idea exactly what to, what you're looking for. But just talk about that. Not just the transfer portal. Obviously, Purdue is not the only school that's had a had a lot of folks. I mean, I'm still shaking my head over over uh, Ohio State's quarterback situation and Kyle McCord on 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 down the line. But what do you see that? I mean, from a foundational standpoint, you got a chance to say was be with Ryan Walters on during the coaches shows, et cetera. But what are we seeing from that in terms of the ability to attract guys to come here? Because that's what it's going to be. It's going to have to be. Well, let me, you, you established, I think we established early on that I am old. Uh, so, <laughs> so this is going to be the old man rant. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think over the years, college football, if you look at the rules changes every year, they've tried to emulate the NFL. So if the NFL puts a rule change in, usually college football won't be far behind. Unfortunately, and in my opinion, unfortunately, we've also now hit the era of free agency, where every year, every player on your roster is up for grabs. Um, And NIL is certainly going to be a big pull of that. Uh, Playing time is going to be a big pull of that. I think Ryan Walters is a very charismatic guy. I think he's I think players are attracted to him. I think that he's he's relatable. I think his coaching staff is relatable. The the key, though, you're going to have to plug every year. You're going to have to plug holes in the portal because th- this revolving door is not going to stop. And somebody asked last night if they could go back and if they if they I thought they were going to rescind or, or change the portal. rule. Well, I think that has no chance of happening. 
I think the genie's out of the bottle and what's done is done. But you're still going to have to build a base. And this is why, and I know we'll get into basketball in a minute, why I have so much respect for Matt Painter and what he's done is you've got to be able to keep your core, recruit to what you think you can do well, get the best guys who can do that, and then keep them. And that seems like such a simple task. And yet very few programs in football, basketball, or any other sports seemingly are able to do that anymore. So I think in football, I think they have an idea of what they want from an identity from offense and defense. And, and I think, again, the offense is still a little bit of work in progress, but but I think we saw defensively, I think I think that unit did get better as, as the year went on. But can you keep the guys year after year that you have to keep? Can you build still that base? Because I still think high school recruiting has to be the lifeblood of your program. But can you keep those guys um, I don't know if entertained is the right word, but can you keep them engaged in your program? So where they're going to be third and fourth and fifth year players. Um, and that's, that's becoming a rarer and rarer thing. And I think the coaches that are able to do that are going to have the most success. I think just as I think NIL is unsustainable in the long term for, yeah. for the majority of schools, including Purdue. Um, and, and I think they'll have to change the way, not that, Again, NIL is not going back in the bottle either, but I think no. the way that's funded is going to have to change. Um, this is not going to, what we have now in this era of free agency is going to continue. So you you either have to adapt or you have to die. And so the general manager position that's so important now in the NFL, you better have a really good general manager and player a roster, basically a roster manager on your team that you're scouring the portal. You're still going to have to hit the high schools hard. You're still going to have to continue to recruit your own players. And that includes with NIL and the coaches that can do that the best are the ones that are going to survive. And those that don't, you, you can't live by bringing 25 new guys in the portal every year. I just think that's an unsustainable model. Yeah. Very difficult to, you know, again, with when you're trying to build a culture like Ryan Walters is and having to all that, all that, uh, uh, fluctuation in personnel and football is such a different game than basketball. We understand that too. It's just, it is the definition of hurting cats. I think at the end of the day, well, One of the things we talked really, really quickly. Yeah. We talked, you know, you got three guys on that defensive unit that you can really build around. If you have three guys in basketball like yeah. that, you win you're, you're an upper division, big 10 team, yeah. but football, you have to have so much more depth. And we, you know, we saw what happened last year with the off this year with the offensive line where you get a rash of injuries at one position where you just don't have the depth. Um, I thought they, I thought the offensive line was as good at the end of the season as you could have expected given the circumstance. Yeah. When you have an NAIA golfer on your playing on your offensive line, nothing against Ben Farrell. And of course he had some injuries down the stretch as well. Right. But right. Right. Amazing. Just it, it, amazing that they did as I thought maybe amazing is too strong a word, but they did very, very well considering, uh, and that, uh, that, uh, and we know too, and you've been watching it, uh, as long as I have that, uh, offensive lines have always been challenges at Purdue. Not always. I mean, but when the team has been a Rose Bowl quality team back to the 2000, they had a great offensive line. Um, and still they weren't five. They were golf all, I think played in the NFL, but only a couple of them played any great, I mean, Matt Light and played a great deal of time in the league. So uh, it's it's a tough thing. One thing, you know, you, your day job is in the Daniel School of Business and, and have been involved with that. But what do you look at the, you know, I think Matt Painter's talked about this, but and I think athletics has talked about this, maybe also the notion of, man, make this a place that they don't want to leave. Is that possible 
I mean, I think with some kids it may be, but is that temptation too great? I, I mean, or do we not, you know, it's maybe too early to tell, but Purdue is a great place. It's got a lot yes. of things to offer. It's a, I, I, you know, our, our kids have gone, go, you know, been, been around this university as well. Um, how do you, how do you manage that? Or how do you, is that a, a good strategy in this world of, of free agency? Do you think? Well, first you have to have the, 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 at least the requisite amount of bells and whistles. And I think if you look at what football's done in the performance center, you know, there, there's a reason those guys can stay there basically, except when they have to be in class and a lot of their classes are online. So they don't, they don't yeah. even have to leave the complex for that. Um, and, and so you've got the bells and whistles there. I think the stadium renovations have been a big addition. The, the Tiller Tunnel has been a big hit. Basketball, they just got new locker rooms. So you do have to have a certain amount of keeping up with the Joneses. And, and not that, you know, at Purdue, I, we, I think we've always tried to get guys that are not that much into the material world. Yeah. Um, it's funny when you, because you're talking about working in the business school here, and I'm sitting in Young Hall, by the way. This is yeah. somebody's former dorm room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I work right down the hall here. Um, when we have word clouds, and, and we've done this with prospective students about what do you like about Purdue, what do you not like about Purdue, location comes on both sides. And, and it's usually a big word on both sides. Some people like the fact that we're kind of isolated out here somewhat in the, I wouldn't say in the middle of the cornfields, but we are kind of in the middle of the cornfields, right? Yeah. Uh, we're not, it's not Chicago, it's not uh, Indianapolis, not New York City. So you've got, there's a certain group of people that are going to be drawn to that. Now there's a certain group of people that that like the nightlife. And you can always find, as many people are watching this who are pretty graduates know, you can find trouble anywhere, including oh, yeah, Indiana at two o'clock in the morning. That's not a problem. But your options are a little bit more limited than they are in some other places. So you've got to find a fit. And I think we, we you hear coaches talk about that all the time. You heard Joe Tiller talk about it and Gene Cady and Matt Painter and Katie Geralds and everybody you've got to find somebody that fits Purdue and that Purdue fits. Um, in my case, it was uh, Purdue was definitely a fit for me. I came here as a high school senior 40 some years ago, and basically I haven't left, but yeah. you know, it's, it, it just, it's, it feels like home and it, it fits me. And I think I fit Purdue and you need to find student athletes that are the same. And I think you've got to have enough of the bells and whistles that will keep, be, keep you competitive but if you're if that's what you're going to go after at Purdue, we're not going to win that race because, yeah. you know, you, you just don't have the resources uh, that an Ohio State or a Michigan or, or now these new, new schools, USC, UCLA. Um, you're not going to if you're going to try to match them dollar for dollar and bell for bell and whistle for whistle, you're going to lose. So yeah. wh what do you have to do? You have to find a niche. You have to find the right kind of player. And as we've seen, you can still get some pretty good football players and some pretty good basketball players and some pretty good athletes here. Um, you know, look at what Dave Shondell is doing with the volleyball program, yeah. sustained success year after year. But I do think there has to be a fit. And I know when we hire here at the business school, I, and somebody asked me what I'm looking for, I'm looking for somebody that fits our culture. Um, you assume that everybody you bring in for an interview has the skills to do what you need to do. Who's going to fit? Who's going to work the best? Who's going to elevate the group the most? And that's I think that's what all the coaches are looking for as well. Yeah, I think that's a, a good point. All right. 
One of the things, and then we got a couple more questions because you have a job to do. They and other things on your on your. Uh, it's not you're not there. We're not having a parade for Tim Newton. We would do it if we could, but it's it's a little gray and grainy here in West Lafayette today. So we're, it we're, is. It's kind of it's a on hold. It's, it's on hold. It's on hold for a year or two. But all right. Uh, one of the challenges, and uh, going back to football real quick, is that schedule and the fact that you're bringing four teams into this league that. In all honesty, at least three of the four and probably four of the four are higher up the ladder than Purdue has historically been. Uh, yeah, you know, Oregon didn't get to be where it is till really 29 years ago, 1994 is where they really, and Phil Knight had a lot to do with that. And and they elevated to where, where the, the Ducks are, but certainly Washington, uh, you know, I think the stat is, and I don't know if it's right, that Purdue's only won 16% or 18% of its games against those four teams historically. Mm-hmm. So my question is, boy, you know, you look at your schedule next year. You got Notre Dame the next four years, correct? Yep. Uh, yep. uh you got Oregon, you've got Ohio State, you have Penn State. Yeah. My point is, is it gonna be, you know, and no, Ryan Walters isn't gonna admit defeat to these folks. I get it, but still that that ceiling uh getting six seven wins is really going to be challenging i mean for this for this program just because of who they're going to face year in and year out i think it also puts a, a spotlight on your non-conference schedule because the the conference schedule is one you can't control the, the big 10 has told you who you're going to play for the next five years yeah um and i think there was a philosophy that they tried to upgrade the non-conference schedule Purdue went in one direction schools like Indiana have gone in another direction where they try to you know bring in hostess Dolly Madison and, and all the cupcakes that they can yeah uh, and which by the way still has not been successful yeah um, but I, I think you are going to have to make a decision going down the road here as what who who can we schedule that it, that fans will want to see but also that we have a chance of getting to the at least to that 500 mark and I know you know, if, if Ryan Walters looks at this, he's, he's going to say, well, we, you know, we're not satisfied at being a 500 team. We want to. Right. And so really, what's the goal here? The goal is to get yourself to where you're in the Iowa, Wisconsin level, where every year you're able to say, OK, we're going to win seven or eight games every year, no matter what. I don't care who we're playing. We're going to have enough talent. We're going to have a consistent system. We're going to have things that we can recruit to. We're going to build a tradition. That, as you know, that has happened in pockets at Purdue. You go yes. back to when, when I was in school, you had Jim Young's era. You had the Joe Tiller era. You had Jeff Brown with some success. You had, back before I was here, Jack Mullenkoff had success. But you don't have that 25 years straight with a bowl game. So you've, you, you're you going to have to really elevate your program from here, not even to here, but now with those four teams coming in, as you mentioned, now you've got to be up here just to be competitive year after year. So it's going to put pressure on to, to upgrade recruiting, to maintain your roster. And again, I think they've got to take a look at the scheduling. What, what is our philosophy going forward? You know, do we want, do we want to play the toughest schedule we can play or do we want to win as many games as we can win? Um, and hopefully you get your roster to the point where it doesn't matter who you schedule, but I don't, I think it's fair to say that Purdue is not currently at that level. So I, I think there are some decisions in some of these contracts. You know, you know, you you're you're locked in to go to Oregon State this year. Yeah. You've got a home and home coming up with Mississippi. You've got a home and home coming up with Wake Forest. Um, you still owe Vanderbilt a game. So, you know, they've got some power five con- non-conference games locked in unless they decide to try to to buy their way out as as Indiana did with Louisville. But 
Um, I, I think that's a difficult decision because it, it, on one hand, it sends a message that we don't feel we're competitive. But on the other hand, you know, how, how realistic is it for you to, with the schedule that you have to have a winning football team year after year after year? So I think especially until you build the, the program to that point where you're in that consistently winning level, I think you've got to be a little bit careful with who you go out and schedule. Yeah, that uh, trip to Corvallis though will be interesting for the radio crew. I don't know if you've been. Have you been to Corvallis for women's? I've basketball? driven through Corvallis. I've never done a game there, but I've driven through Corvallis before. Lovely town. Yeah, so you're going to get a chance to experience that, and uh, uh, that'll be fun. But it won't be an easy game, even with the coaching change there. No. Uh, the Beavers are are are, are a formidable bunch. Uh, they were this year, and will be all Purdue. They, they may be the co-favorite of the Pack Two next year. Yeah, and they may get their they may get their automatic bid. They may be in the playoff. Who knows how this is all going to work out? All right. Well, other thing, and you're not you're the lit person, one of the people that least about. Uh, accolades or mile well, I don't know about milestones but a thousand games in women's basketball will be coming up real soon yeah um I think that's an unbelievable achievement and uh credit to your credit to your old age your longevity and all the things that you've done but this has been an interesting ride you've had you know it's been fun this year even for me and I'm very much on the periphery extremely far in the periphery but to even to celebrate the 25 year anniversary of what is a great group of people first and foremost that's yes. the thing we all, yes. all think about it's it's that this this 1999 pretty women's basketball team was terrific talent but they also are fun interesting talented people that have for the most part i can't think of any examples of folks that haven't lived really good lives all right so what does that mean to you though that thousandth game and and now you've got a you've got a I will call her an upstart coach, but she's in her third year and and doing some good things. But there's still a lot of challenges ahead for Katie Geralds and company. But to put that in perspective uh, in terms of all the games you've done and what you've seen from a, a program that for the most part has been pretty successful during your tenure. You let me go back for the 25 year anniversary was a blast. And and yeah. I you you hit it right on the nose. I was able to give a toast to that group at a yeah, they they, they gathered and and I actually chose and, they, and they'll toast, them. by the way. But yeah. that's and, they're, and, and they're a toasting up. bunch. <laughs> um it was uh it was emotional for me to look out yeah. on all those people and know what we had gone through together. You yes. you go through the exhilaration, first of all, that roller coaster season where your coach is gonna leave. They're going to get rid of her. Then, the, then Yukari Figs and Stephanie White say, "Well, you get rid of her. We're not basically we're not staying." Yeah. So, um, so they they decide to keep Carolyn. We have the unbelievable season. You win the national championship. You celebrate at Mackey Arena, and then four months later, we're on a bus to Alabama to bury one of the players on that team. Yes, I mean, you you talk about you from the highest high to the absolute lowest low. So. And that that group includes, you know, you got an engineer and a lawyer and a teacher and and all sorts of people who are doing great things. So yes, it was it, that that's always going to be my favorite team in any sport at Purdue, regardless of of what happens from here on in. Um, but in terms of the thousand games, it's it's you know it's it's been fun. It's been uh, it's been a blast. Um, I've had a great relationship. I think I've been fortunate with all of the coaches that I've worked with. Katie Gerald's, I think, was the right person at the right time. I think she's brought some um, energy um, into the program. Uh, she is very, as, as Ryan Walters is, and I think with, with justification, she's very self-confident. I think that radiates to her players. I think that radiates during recruiting. 
Um, and you can see the talent level year after year now is starting to build. Um, I think this freshman class is going to be an outstanding contributing group. Mary Ashley Stevenson, Rashonda Jones, I think Sophie Swanson is going to be a player. Emily Monson, McKenna Layden. I mean, they're going to, they, this group is really going to contribute uh, to the program. And again, where, how do they get back to the final four? You get back to the final four with final four talent. So you're just going to have to keep elevating that program year after year. But, you know, it's been fun for me uh, to share this with the fans. Yeah. Um, it, I think the biggest compliment you can get in our profession is if somebody comes to you up at, at Mackey and says, hey, I listened to the game the other night. I felt like I was watching it. Yeah. Um, thanks. And and that's that's the ultimate thing. John DeCamp told me one time five words that really changed the way I looked at things. And that was tell them what you see. Yeah. And if you can tell them what you see and they can sit in your seat and see the game the way you see it, that's all you can do. Um, I did have to learn and, and I did this. It took me years and years to do this, not to take the losses as hard as I used to, <laughs> because you realize in, in both football, basketball and any other sport, I have absolutely no control over whether Purdue wins or loses. I want Purdue to win very badly because I, I want, first of all, it's my alma mater. Second, I've really developed a relationship with the players and coaches, but you have no control. All you can do is, is describe the game the best you can so that people and be honest with people. Yeah, that's not, not every call against Purdue is a bad call. But when you do complain about a call or say something that you've got that credibility built up that, that people will trust what you say. And, you know, if, if you live and die with every loss, like, you know, we lost with the men's game on the other the other night to Northwestern. If you live and die with every loss, you're going to die a lot of deaths. You know, yeah. so you have to look at everything over the long haul. And um, it's again, I go back to fit. Purdue's been a great fit for me. And and being able to do women's basketball and football, I, I, I don't know if there are any many other people in the country that are doing that combination, because a lot of the guys will do football and men's basketball. Of course, Cliz was around forever. And then and then when Cliz passed, Rob Blackman just took the mantle there and he does a great job with that. So um, I found my spot and good Lord willing, will I, I, I won't go to another thousand because I'd be 97 <laughs> years old at that point. But good Lord willing, we'll try for at least a few hundred more. Yeah, I think it's a Don Henley song. Take what uh, uh, love what you have to take what you're given with grace. And you've done that. And you do um, about as good a job as anybody in creating word pictures. I love uh, I don't attend all the women's basketball games, don't attend very many of them, but I do get a chance to listen to them. And I know immediately what's going. And I think you have the right amount of being a little, you know, if you don't like what you see, if they, I know in football and you're pretty positive, but when they don't, when you can't get enough guys on the field or they do something yeah. that they just shouldn't do, you say so. And, well, I've been here for 45 years, but I still yeah. have a little bit of that East coast stuff left in me. So well, hey, what are they going to do? You know, at this point, you're not, you're not going out of your way to be nasty. You're just calling it like you see it. If you got too and many it, men on the field, that yeah. shouldn't happen. It goes, it goes back to honesty. I, I want people who tune into our broadcast to understand that I'm not going to, you know, there's not going to be any BS. I mean, it was hard. Honestly, you go back to the mid 2010s. Yeah. Um, football was pretty hard. Yes. And and we couldn't, you couldn't sugarcoat that. It was difficult. Now, every week I, I, I will pat myself on the back, really pat our crew. I thought we came ready to broadcast every week. Yeah. Even though you came to the stadium knowing that you probably were not going to win, um, you treat every game like it's the Rose Bowl. You prepare like it's the Rose Bowl, and you do your best. And and that's you know I, I don't think our performance slid 
during that time period. And I, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm actually proud of that, of what we were able to do as a group with the yeah. broadcast that we've had. And that was not to, for you guys to keep it, keep it going when you're down 56 to nothing to Ohio state on Huff, but but and call it like you see it. And I think that, that that's yeah. a wonderful attribute that you have. Well, may you have a thousand more. You know, you don't know what's gonna happen. If, if I'm alive be... for a thousand more, it's gonna yeah, be Yeah, that would be the first goal. Yeah, that would yeah. be the first goal. But we we're uh, I'm privileged to call you friend and and certainly all the things that you do for our group at Golden Black, we're grateful for that. You know Arnie's Pizza too. This is an Arnie's birthday Zoom. We 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 share that uh, as well. Any of the great restaurants in this town, we, yeah, we let, get, let me give you one good. really quick story. So Arnie's, of yeah. course, the tagline is "Meet you at Arnie's," right? Yes. Years ago, uh, this was probably twenty years ago or so, when Joe McConnell was still doing football games, we had they had to have him tape some commercials for Arnie's before yeah. a game. You know, everything was set up, so we said, "Hey, here's the script. Can you read this?" Joe was an ultimate professional. He was one of the greatest guys I've ever run around. Yeah. Oh, no, he would get to the last line and he would ad lib it. And, and he didn't do it on purpose. And I don't think he realized that meet you at Arnie's was the, so it was a C at Arnie's. <laughs> we have to do that again. And we have to do that. Okay. All right. Be there at Arnie's. <laughs> and I think it took us five or 10 takes before we finally got him. Meet you at Arnie's. We got it in the 30 seconds and we were able to go on and do the game. Uh, the great Joe McConnell. Those were those were great days with him as well. So, and I it was privileged to be part of that too. He was a one of a kind, certainly. Yes, so, yes, he was. all right, my friend. Have a great rest of your day. Happy birthday to you! I know this is the highlight of your media career, so we know we're safe in that, uh, and uh, we'll enjoy not only your thousandth game, but many, many more games to come. And as we look ahead, we never want to wish time away, so we're going to look forward to basketball and and all that uh, uh, is going to happen with Katie Gerald's team and uh, and of course Matt Painter's team as well, and Dave Shondell. I mean, you know, you brought that up. That's going to be very interesting. Interesting this week weekend as they go on and take on the Oregon Ducks. Uh, we all, I don't, I'm trying not to be a homer here, but just like with Matt Painter, it's hard not to want to see Dave Shondell get yes. to the final four. Yes, just absolutely. Like, you know, and uh, hard not to root for him. It's hard not to root for Matt Painter and certainly Katie Gerald's if she continues on this on this trajectory, there'll be a day for her uh, as well. So have a great rest of your day. Thanks to Arnie's and. Uh, we will uh, look forward to doing this again. I don't know who will be our next victim on the Arnie's birthday Zoom, but we'll find somebody before long. So thanks again, Tim. Have a great rest of your day. Boiler up.